If you've been going around the good old internet looking for the right podcast to fulfill your New York Yankees needs, well, I'll be the first to deliver the good news to you. You have found it. Here on Yapping Yankees with me, your host, Mike Scudero, you and I will be discussing the latest news, takes, and talk throughout the entire Yankee universe. Oh, and there may be some ranting on my behalf. Yeah. Anyway, what do you say we get to it? Let's get to yapping! Good afternoon to my fellow Yankee fans, and welcome to episode 54 of the Yapping Yankees podcast, where we yap about the Yanks and nothing but the Yanks. As always, I am your host, Mike Scudero, here on this Sunday, July 5th, 2020. Let's get things started by, as always, giving our shout out to the Team Left Jab United Radio Network, as well as Grunt Talks MLB. First up, as always, Team Left Jab. They feature Team Left Jab Uncensored and the Team Left Jab United Radio Network. Go follow Team Left Jab on all social media platforms at Team Left Jab and check out their great sports content across anywhere that you find podcasts. Apple, Spotify, Blog Talk Radio, you name it, the list goes on guys, be sure to check out Team Left Jab. And our other shout out goes to Grunt Talks MLB. Visit their website, grunttalksmlb.com to see all of their baseball content and where they feature Yapping Yankees. Also follow the man behind the website, Darren on Twitter at Yankee Report 28. Special thanks to Grunt Talks MLB and Team Left Jab for helping spread the word every week about Yapping Yankees. And also as a reminder, guys, be sure to follow me on all social medias as well. You can find my Facebook fan page at Mike Scudero NY. You can find me on Twitter at Mike Scudero and on Instagram at Mike Scuds 97. It is July 5th, guys. Episode 54, the first non-purgatory Yapping Yankees episode in months as Yapping Yankees, again, as we said last week, finally returns to primarily talking about the Yankees with baseball just around the corner. In just 18 short days, guys, we get to see Garrett Cole face Max Scherzer in the nation's capital, Washington, D.C., and it'll be here before we know it. It better be, because I need it, like, now. (laughs) I need it right now. But as far as this last week, everyone has reported to camp as of July 1st, as we know, All teams and players who are healthy have officially reported to their major league ballparks and are working out, throwing sim games, taking BP, and the whole deal. Of course, there are players who are still not reported due to either opting out of playing this year, which we've spoken about the possibility of, and it has happened, or also because of an injury, perhaps, if they're not recovered yet and they need a bit more time, or if they were already slated to miss the whole year to begin with, like Seve, for example, with his Tommy John surgery. And you also have those who have tested positive for the coronavirus, which I also wanted to address quickly before moving along with all the baseball hype. But it is important to mention today, and we'll discuss it quickly now here in the introduction of the show. And that is that the league did conduct their first round of league-wide testing for the coronavirus, which saw 3,185 people being tested for the virus upon arrival to camp. And although even one test coming back positive stinks, obviously... 
a total of 38 tests came back positive, which in the grand scheme of things, with 3,185 tests given, 38 positive results isn't bad at all. That's only about 1.2% of all those tests administered. And also, another piece of information when it comes to these test results, of those 38 cases, 31 of them are players, DJ LeMayhew and Luis Cesar are two of those 31 actually so far, with another big name player who has it being Freddie Freeman of the Atlanta Braves, and seven of those 38 cases in total throughout baseball were staff members. And out of all 30 ball clubs, 19 different clubs said they had one or more individuals testing positive out of those 38 positive results throughout the league. So many of the teams, more than half of them in fact, out of those 38 positive test results had at least one person testing positive. Now, as I said in the past, of course, we hope all of those who did test positive end up fully recovering and are able to get back to the action in baseball, the thing that they love so much. But out of well over 3,000 tests being given, and to only have a 1.2 percentage of positive COVID test results, I'd say that's pretty damn low. Again, though, let's hope the case numbers can either stay that low, or even fortunately go down to zero once the season starts or as the season progresses, and that all of those who have the virus right now, asymptomatic or not, make full recoveries. Definitely had to mention that before we get into more excitement about baseball's return, especially because LeMayhew and Cesar are two of them, directly impacting the Yanks too. So it hits close to home, and we definitely couldn't go through the whole show without talking about that, and the overall situation with the first run-through of testing throughout the league. It just really freaking sucks that DJ has it, man. That really, really sucks. But he and Sessa are self-isolating at home, so here's to a speedy recovery for them. But we're going to have mostly positive and excitement talk from here on out, guys, I promise. (laughs) Moving right along, though, after everyone reported this past Wednesday, July 1st, to prepare for this shortened 60-game season we have ahead of us this year, it only made the thrill and excitement for baseball's return intensify for me. Seeing all the photos of the guys in the field and the videos of Judge, Hicks, Voight, and others hitting throughout the week, while guys like Garrett Cole and Adam Adovino through sim games, it has just all gotten me so freaking hyped. I'm ready, guys. I'm ready to turn on my television and see baseball again. But other than my joy about the boys getting ready, I do hope you guys had a great week, and despite everything going on out there, I hope everyone managed to have a happy 4th of July and is still staying safe out there. As you can probably tell, I've got another great edition of Yapping Yankees ahead for you today. We'll start things off, as always, with this week's poll, and then we're going to run through this past week's Yankees news. As we also continue to look forward to seeing our guys put on the pinstripes for this unique 2020 season we have ahead of us, starting on July 23rd. The hype continues, guys. But, there's always a button there somewhere, we will also be hitting on what happened to Masahiro Tanaka when he was pitching to John Carlos Stanton in practice yesterday. And we'll get to that right after the poll. So let's get right into it with this week's poll question on Twitter and Instagram. And as we usually do, we shall start on Twitter. And considering how much talk there's been surrounding these two giant human beings as they've been seen getting ready for the season this past week, this week's poll question is, do you 
think that both Judge and Stanton can stay healthy for the 60-game season and have nice bounce-back seasons. And as I said before, regardless of the injury with either player, because of their injury history, these two, Judge and Stanton, have been a hot topic and they always are in the Yankees community whenever injuries are discussed and what their chances are to have a nice season and whether injuries will prevent them from having a nice season or not. And of course, under the question I said to give me your thoughts on this, first shout out on the podcast as always, and I also even put a little disclaimer that said try to stay civil because believe it or not, and if you're not on Yankees Twitter, you wouldn't know this, but on Yankees Twitter with certain topics, people rip each other's throats out about certain discussions, and this is definitely one of them, going back and forth on Judge and Stanton. So for this poll, I felt it necessary to put that little disclaimer of try to be civil because people just go insane on Twitter. And as you guys know, I don't need to tell you this, but there are a lot of crazy people out there, and Twitter's usually a solid gathering place for all of them. So you definitely, in some cases, have to put that disclaimer. Just try to be civil. (laughs) So, regardless, the two choices to choose from for this poll, quite simply put, are yes or no, as to whether you think both of them can stay healthy for the entirety of the 60-game season and have nice bounce-back years. And on Twitter, as of the hundreds of you who voted on this poll, it was damn near split down the middle. 52% of you voted for no, they cannot stay healthy for the entirety of the 60-game season and have nice bounce backs, and 48% of all of you who voted said yes, they can. So very interesting, of these people who voted, damn near split down the middle, 52% against 48% in favor of the choice of no. So with that being said, Aaron and Giancarlo, you have some people to prove wrong. Now, me personally, before we get into this, I'll just give my take quickly on this. I personally believe in both guys because of the amount of time they've had to heal thanks to the quarantine. And even though the virus is out there and it's definitely possible for them to both unfortunately contract the virus at some point, when it comes to injuries alone... I definitely do think that, again, especially because of the time they've had to heal from their injuries, in which they would have missed at least a little bit of time, or a lot of time, a little bit of time in Stanton's case with his calf strain, and a lot more time in Judge's case because of his rib stress fracture, because of the time they've had to heal, the fact that the season is only 60 games, which I think definitely works in their favor, and their motivation to get out there and just play baseball, and even if it is just a 60-game shortened season, to play an entire season, I believe in them, and I'm not going to apologize for that. I think they can do it. I know a lot of people love to rag on them and say, oh, when they take a walk down the block, they'll pull a hamstring, or they'll strain a calf, or if they open up a door, they'll tear a bicep, I don't know, whatever it is people say to make fun of them or rag on them. But I've always been a big Judge and Stanton defender, as many of you know, And I'm going to keep that consistent here with this poll. And I believe in these guys that they could go the entirety of the 60-game season and stay healthy and have themselves some nice bounce-back seasons for the shortened time that they're playing this year. And obviously, hopefully COVID stays the hell away from the both of them. So that's where I stand. I believe in my boys. But let's hear what everybody else is thinking down in the replies. We'll probably read about 15 replies or so, as we usually do on Twitter. First up today, we have at Laura underscore Icemont, my good friend Laura on Twitter. And she says, yes, I think they will have a nice bounce back season. The only thing I'm a little hesitant about is the 60 games just because there's that possibility that not all the games will be played. I hope I'm wrong on that part. And yes, obviously, we've all discussed the looming concern and that dark cloud that'll hover 
cover over baseball and all the other sports as COVID remains at large, that there is a chance that COVID will prevent the sports from completing both their seasons and postseasons. We have discussed that concern many times, and we all know that it still remains there, and it will, again, as long as COVID remains at large. So, Laura, definitely a valid concern on your part, and I'm sure many, many others, including myself to a certain degree, have that exact same concern, but I, too, hope you're wrong in that part. I do. Because I definitely want the whole season to be played out, and I'm sure everybody else does, too. At least those who were happy that it came back in the first place. Because there are people out there that are not happy. But let's keep moving right along here. Up next, we have at Arizona underscore Ranger. One says, not a chance. These weenies. (laughs) Wow. Weenies. Okay. These weenies go on vacation every time they pull a muscle. (laughs) Wow. Okay. It's clear how you feel about that. (laughs) All right. At Ziggy89X says, I would hope so. I would hope so, too. Definitely. (laughs) I always root for Stanton and Judge, so I'm definitely in their corner. Of course, I get frustrated like every other fan does whenever something bad happens to them or maybe they don't come up big in a big spot in a game, but that's just normal. That's part of being a fan, but... When it comes to defending them on the regular, it's a pretty safe bet that you'll see me on the side of defending them. But let's keep going. Up next, we have at Laker477, and he says, yes, they can, of course, but the real question is, will they stay healthy? I am hopeful that the unexpected downtime due to COVID will be just what they both needed to heal completely so that they will stay healthy all season. Well, yeah, that is the question, whether they will stay healthy, isn't it? That's the whole deal with the poll. (laughs) But yes, that really could be the deal. The fact that maybe all the time off from the COVID quarantine did allow them to get that time to completely heal and just be ready to go. You could be totally right, and hopefully that is the case. And so far, it does seem to be the case because there are reports all over the place of how good they all look just before getting started in just under three weeks. And also, of course, with what I said, with the season being shorter, hopefully that aids them as well in their attempt to play an entire season here. Then we add at Tqua2ci says, the only faith I have in Judge is the fact that he would have already missed 50 games if the season was 162. So maybe this was his yearly injury stint. Stanton stays healthy if he only DHs, and even that could go wrong considering the mysterious case of the messed up calf. Well, if the season were going normal, by the time the end of July came around, if that were in fact still when he was meant to be ready, if the season were going normally, he probably would have missed around 90-ish games. So yeah, he would have missed much more than 50, but I get what you're saying, because in the last couple of years, in 2018 and 2019, he's missed around 50 games. He missed exactly 50 games in 2018 because he played 112, and in 2019 he missed 60 because he played 102. I'm talking about Judge, by the way, for those who don't know. But yeah, if he were out until the end of July and the season were going normally right now, since the originally scheduled opening day on March 26th, yeah, he probably would have missed around 90-ish games by the end of July. But also, I'm not sure I'd necessarily call it yearly, considering it's only happened two years, and in 2018 it happened because of a wrist injury that really wasn't even his fault, and it was completely out of his control because Jacob Junis of the Royals at the time, if you remember, Junis hit him on the wrist with a pitch. So while I understand what you're getting at, I'm still not sure I'd even call it a yearly stint. And as far as Stanton's concerned with the calf injury that we've been talking about for months now that would have had him miss some time in the beginning of the season had the season been going normally, as we've discussed for weeks and weeks right here on Yapping Yankees, it's been reported a lot for a while now that Stanton's been ready to go from that calf injury. So I would hope that it wouldn't be a problem. But we'll see. And yeah, DH is probably the position that's best for him at this point, but with the amount of times that Aaron Boone changed the lineup last year, and even the year before that, 
I think last season there were like 155 lineup changes. Stanton's probably going to get some reps in the outfield. At Sports D, 2473-3772 says, I don't know. I have to see it to believe it. If both of them can't play 40 games, it's a failure. Well, and yeah, that's one of the complications of this season being so short that if a player even misses a few weeks, that's a chunk of the season right there. It's really, really tough. That's one of many new factors that you get from turning baseball into a 60-game sprint rather than its typical 162-game marathon. It's just crazy to think that if you miss as little as 20 games, that's a third of the whole season. But that's what it's going to be. At TJT Whitting here says they both have extra time to heal, and with a shortened season, they will stay healthy for the postseason games. Well, you know, I agree with that. I definitely think that the extra time to heal helped them, as I said before. And also, as I said before, definitely the fact that it's a shortened season should definitely help them to play the whole year. I completely agree. At Official 52011 replies with a gif of the minions saying yes. <laughs> okay, fair enough. At SDT927 says, I don't even think we'll be able to get 60 games in either. Hope I'm wrong. Well, yeah, if I'm not mistaken, that's also what Laura said, that she hopes that we'll even be able to get 60 games in. Because again, COVID still looms large and nothing's a promise. The future is very uncertain. So yeah, very valid concern, man. And I hope you're wrong too. <laughs> Up next, we have my girlfriend at Vic Salimo. And she says, yes, screw the haters. All right. Love the confidence, Vic. And also she replied with the gif of Ric Flair going, woo! <laughs> that was fun to do last week in the introduction for those of you who remember yapping Yankees from last week. If you didn't listen to last week's episode, please go listen back to it, especially in the intro. I tried to make it as goofy and fun and even sort of corny as I possibly could because of my excitement that baseball is coming back. And a whole part of the intro is just me putting in sound bites of Ric Flair going, woo, and then me going, woo. It was, it was really funny. Go back and listen to it from last Sunday if you missed it. But that is what Vic replied with, the Ric Flair woo gif, and saying, yes, screw the haters. Gotta love the confidence. All right, at T Loves Baseball is next, and he says, yes, because I want them to. <laughs> I want them to also. I can't blame you there. At Fins Up DW1 says, only hope is to pray to God to keep them healthy. Well, you heard it here, God. People are turning to you for this now. So in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. God, please watch over Aaron Judge and John Carlos Stanton, and make sure that they're healthy for the entirety of this shortened 60-game season. Amen and thank you. <laughs> I thought I'd do a little prayer here on Yapping Yankees. How about that? And by the way, now, if they play the entirety of the 60-game season healthy, just so you know, I'm taking full credit for it. Up next is at George2438540. God, you guys are killing me with these numbers. <laughs> and George says, Stanton will be out first. All right, then. That's pretty self-explanatory. Up next, we have at Rob F underscore 28. And Rob says, I hope so for sure. Judge seems to get freak injuries. And Stanton starts with a small one that builds into other injuries for some reason. Well, yeah, that's been the case with Stanton at times. And yes, Judge has had injuries that aren't his fault. Just like the one I mentioned before in 2018 with Jacob Junis throwing the pitch at his wrist. So yeah, I agree. Lord knows I want them to stay healthy too, as I've been saying all throughout today and on past episodes too. And a big part of it is also to just shut everybody up that gets on them all the time because it really does get exhausting to listen to. All right, let's finish up on Twitter with at LRUV5 says, as a very long time Yankee fan, I voted no, but pray they do. 
Yeah, well, listen, you're entitled to vote whatever you want, and I know a lot of other people probably voted no because of the bad luck they've had with injuries recently. But the part that I definitely align with you on is hoping that they do, because, of course, I pray, just like you, that they both stay healthy and bounce back nicely with this shortened season coming up in less than three little weeks. But as for Twitter, that's all for today with the replies, guys. As always, I thank all of you for the poll interactions on there. Let's head on to Instagram before we wrap up this week's poll segment. Of course, the same question applies. As a reminder, the question is, do you think that both Judge and Stanton can stay healthy for the 60-game season and have nice bounce-back years. And if you remember on Twitter from just before, you will recall that the results were almost split right down the middle on Twitter with 50-50, just with the choice of no winning by a percentage of 52 against 48% who voted yes, and things were very different here on Instagram. Unlike the near 50-50 split on Twitter... 87% voted yes, saying that they definitely think that Judge and Stanton could stay healthy for the entirety of the 60-game season this year and have nice bounce-back seasons. So clearly, Instagram is much more optimistic than Twitter is, and only 13% on Instagram, the remaining 13% of votes, voted no, that they cannot stay healthy for the entirety of the 60-game season and have bounce-back years. So optimism is clearly taking a stand on Instagram. Let's read a couple of replies before we move on to Yankees news and wrap up episode 54. We'll start off on Instagram with MattSchwartz.14, simply saying, savages in the box. God, what a fond memory that is. I don't think that's ever going to get old as long as I live. But Matt, if that is your way of showing confidence for Judge and Stanton, by all means, savages in the box, my man. Then we had Richard Chin on Instagram saying yes. All right, more optimism. I'm down for it. Then up next, we had at MountainGal456 on Instagram this time. That's my good friend and huge Yapping Yankee supporter, Tina, that I usually shout out every week because she just loves interacting with the polls. As always, thank you, Tina. She usually replies on Twitter, but this week she replied on Instagram, and she said, I'd like to think positive on this one, Mike, and I'm going to say yes, that they both can stay healthy. They certainly have had enough time to heal. Anything is possible. Let's hope that this is too. Tina, a freaking men. I'm right there with you. Let us hope that they did have the proper amount of time to heal and they can go out there, make great plays in the field, and just murder baseballs at the plate. I'm right there with you. And last but not least, as always, you all know I love to finish up with my beloved mother, Julia Gina Scudero, on Instagram. This week, she had to say, I believe they will both be awesome and that their bodies will withstand only 60 games. I'm sure they've been aching to get out there and perform amazing moments for their fans with the team they have this year. Plus, they will have the opportunity to stick it to the owners how much they need to keep their players happy and not pull any garbage about money ever again. Godspeed to the players. Mom is still upset with the owners over the negotiations. (laughs) I like it. I like it. And as far as everything you said before that, Mom, I completely agree. I do think that they've had the time and their bodies are ready to withstand the 60 games. And no doubt that like many others out there in baseball, they just cannot wait to get out there again and play the game that they love. Have some great moments to shut those up who can't be quiet about them and stay healthy all throughout while creating those great moments, as you said. If you still wonder why I love to finish off with my 
mom on Instagram every week with the replies. If you don't know by now, I don't know what to tell you because her replies are always great ones to finish off on. And honestly, they also make me feel nice and pumped up heading towards the back end of the show. Big doses of truth. Nicely done, mom. <laughs> but those are this week's replies for the poll on Twitter and Instagram. As always, I want to thank you guys so much for taking time to join in on the fun with this week's Yapping Yankees poll. I greatly appreciate all the interactions, guys. You know that. And you know the drill. You know the deal. If I wasn't able to get to you this week, just keep on replying to the polls every single week, and I'll definitely get to your response on another poll in the future. It's not always easy to get to everybody, guys, but I do my best. Just keep on commenting. But let's keep the ball rolling and finish things off nicely today with some Yankees news. And although most of it is positive and filled with lots of hype about baseball coming back, there are some negatives, particularly with yesterday. And yes, there was more to yesterday on top of the DJ and Sessa news about them testing positive for COVID. There was also a huge scare at the stadium when Masahiro Tanaka, in practice, was pitching to Giancarlo Stanton. Just normal practicing, nothing out of the ordinary. But Tanaka threw a pitch and Stanton crushed it, but in a pitcher's worst nightmare. It was hit like a bullet, 112 miles per hour exit velocity right at Tanaka's head. When you even see a report about something like this, you flinch. Then the video came out and I could barely even look at it. The cameras seemed to have been rolling, obviously. And while Tanaka was on the ground, not even moving for a few seconds, they zoomed in on him and everything, which players in the likes of Judge and Glaber Torres really just despised. They hated how the cameras were on Tanaka after something so awful had just happened, and they were zooming in on him when he was down and everything, and I can't really blame them for being that upset. Probably not really a need to be filming something like that, especially when it was just practice, but the video came out nonetheless. The cameras were watching them practice, probably not anticipating something like that happening, but yeah, the need to zoom in on it when he was on the ground, not moving really, I could see why some people would think that's not really necessary. I would definitely understand that. So with that being said, I can't really blame Judge and Glaber for being upset with that, but it was just really hard to watch. I mean, whenever a ball is pitched or when it's hit hard right at someone's head, you just never know. If it hits that right spot, I, I don't even want to think about it. Getting hit in the head with a baseball is no joke, people, especially when it happens that hard. 112 miles per hour, you basically have no time to react. Tanaka definitely did not have any time to react yesterday either. And I also felt awful for Stanton, because if you see the video, the second the ball goes at Tanaka's head, right off the bat, Stanton crouches down and looks away. He couldn't even look. So I just felt awful for the both of them. It's a really crappy situation. And although not many people were doing this, I just have to say, since Stanton has lots of irrational haters out there, I just have to address this quickly, that if you blame Stanton for that, as if it was something done on purpose, or that he should be more careful, or even if you're just joking, you are helping nothing, and it would probably be in your best interest to learn when to shut your mouth. I can't stand people. If you've ever played baseball a day in your life, you'd know that when you hit a ball, for real or in a practice or exhibition game, these things happen. It's something called a freak accident. The ball goes where it goes after contact. You don't have any control over that. You're just trying to hit it the best you can. Of course no one wants that to happen or aims for that. You could kill someone. So whether you were joking or not, and anyone who knows me knows I love jokes, so I'm not sensitive, but there is a time and a place for everything. And Tanaka could have sustained a very serious 
permanent injury, or God forbid, even worse. But thankfully, despite how terrifying it was, he seems to be alright. Right after it happened, two trainers helped him off the field, and then came the waiting game, holding our breaths for further information. Shortly after, thankfully, reports surfaced that Tanaka was alert, responsive, and walking under his own power. So, after something like that, where far worse could have happened, that was a sigh of relief. He then went to the hospital for tests, his CT scan came back negative, and he was released in the evening with Boone saying that he would then go into concussion protocol. And Tanaka even put out a message on social media himself saying that he's okay, and he hopes to get back out there on the mound as soon as possible. So, all in all, thank God that he's okay. I'm a big fan of Tanaka, but honestly, even anyone who isn't, and of course if they have their head screwed on straight, they do not want to see that happen to anyone. It's really, really scary when that happens. Baseball can be very dangerous too. These freak accidents can always happen from pitch to pitch, and when it does, it's awful. But thank God Tanaka is alright, and that he is back today at the stadium in good spirits, according to Brett Gardner, with a mild concussion despite not showing any symptoms, after again getting hit in the head with a 112 mile per hour screaming line drive. What a relief. Seriously. Just incredible. Tanaka's awesome. Now, you know what else is awesome? The fact that no Yankees have announced opting out of 2020. <laughs> I know, what a transition. Just, you know what else is awesome? But nonetheless, this is welcoming news. And it is worth bringing up, because we spoke for a few weeks about the possibility of players opting out of the season because of health concerns or otherwise. And you know what? A few already have in the likes of Ryan Zimmerman, Ian Desmond, Joe Ross, and even David Price as of yesterday being just a few examples. There are more, but none of them are Yankees. No Yankees have opted out as of now, so that's a good thing. As long as the players themselves are okay with that, I'm all good with it. And of course I can't fault those who did, because I more than understand health concerns with COVID still looming large, especially if the players themselves or if their families happen to be higher risk, so I don't fault them whatsoever. Plus, those of us who were being realistic knew that it would probably happen. And the teams do each have 60 player pools, giving them other options as we spoke about last week, but I am glad that it seems we'll be getting all the Yankees playing this shortened 60 game season, barring positive COVID test results and or injuries of course. And speaking of injuries, and we already reported this last week, but with the Yankees, we know they had four guys who, had the season been going normally since March 26th, when it was supposed to start, would have missed some time this year, whether it be a little time or a lot of time. And as we know, those four guys are Stanton from when he strained his calf, Paxton from his back surgery, Hicks from Tommy John surgery, and Judge because of the rib stress fracture going back to September of last year on the diving play. And although reports already confirmed this almost two weeks ago, and we spoke about it on last weekend's episode, again, be sure to listen back to episode 53 from last Sunday if you missed it, but again, although this was reported from others almost two weeks ago, Yankees manager Brian Cashman even further confirmed the optimism of how he expects all four of those guys to be ready for opening day on July 23rd. And we've spoken about this already too, but it is cool how quarantine actually gave guys like them time to fully heal up. And it was also good to hear this reinforcement of optimism from Cashman himself, that he too expects them to be ready for opening day on July 23rd. And not only will they be ready, but remember, the Yankees have also said how good every one of them looks with still just under three weeks to go, which is still quite a bit of time. They've been saying Judge, Stanton, and Hicks are swinging well, throwing well, and look and feel just great altogether. 
And as we mentioned last week too in Hicks's case, and by the way, I do want to correct myself with something, and many others made this mistake too, but thanks to the freaking quarantine, Hicks may be just the second player to ever get Tommy John surgery and not miss a single regular season game. It's just crazy, isn't it? I and many others originally said that he would be the first to do that, but a player by the name of Tony Womack of the Cardinals back in 2004, many of you probably at least remember his name did the same when he got Tommy John surgery in October of 2003 and then played on opening day in 2004 for St. Louis. But although Hicks would be the second to do this behind Tony Womack, the importance of this feat basically remains the same, that Hicks would still be accomplishing something so incredibly rare that only one other person has ever done. So even though he wouldn't be the first person to get Tommy John surgery and not miss a single regular season game, it's still freaking awesome. I would be more than thrilled to have a baseball career and look back on something like that as being only the second person to ever do that. So that's awesome. And I know it's just because of the pandemic, but it's still cool if you ask me. But speaking of the other one of the four, when it comes to James Paxton, there was news from the Yankees' new pitching coach, Matt Blake, saying that James Paxton is in a great spot with his pitching. So all in all, when it comes to this injury department, all good stuff in this area. This is the kind of stuff we love to hear. And of course, as I love to constantly mention, because it's one of my favorite starting pitcher performances in memory, I hope to see the same Paxton that we saw in Game 5 of the ALCS in 2019 as much as possible going forward. So now, on to Thursday, the day that really got me psyched for baseball. There were first looks with photos and videos of sim games, live batting practice, and even more, and it just made the overall hype for baseball skyrocket. Garrett Cole and Adam Adovino pitched a combined five innings in a sim game, Cole threw three innings and Adovino threw two, against Judge, Hicks, and Voigt. And speaking of Garrett Cole, really quick, he and Amy have officially welcomed their newborn son named Caden Garrett Cole into the world as of June 30th. So here on Yapping Yankees, a huge congratulations is in order for Garrett and Amy Cole on the birth of their child. I didn't want to go the whole show without at least mentioning that quickly. And also that if Caden Cole does have even half the knack for baseball that his father does, then I do urge that when he is of drafting age for the Yankees to grab him as soon as they can. (laughs) They had better do that. But in all seriousness, just the news of both this and also the first looks through photos and videos of just the guys getting ready early on. It was more than enough to just have any baseball fans say, just bring it on already. I cannot wait. (laughs) The hype is through the roof. Just good news all around, getting everybody excited. And on top of the news about Garrett's child, though, the news of Caden Garrett Cole isn't the only thing that Garrett has brought to the forefront. He's also brought a ton of optimism about the upcoming season and how he feels about finally putting on the pinstripes and the Yankees' chances this year in this shortened season. More or less, he's extremely excited to put on the pinstripes, as we've already known, but he keeps on reinforcing that, which I love, of course. Inject all of that into my veins, please. He also feels really good about the Yankees' chances this year, and he also discussed how important it would be to take home the World Series trophy this year, given how different everything is this year compared to the past seasons. 
Now, obviously, it's only a 60-game season ahead of us, and the path to get here between the owners and the PA was anything but pleasant, as we know. But as I've said, 60 games is better than nothing. We're getting baseball back. That's what's important. And in my opinion, although it's tough for many to consider 60 games as enough to determine the legitimacy of a team in a season, as opposed to the typical 162-game season, which I definitely understand, On the other hand, it'll still be impressive in its own right. And people like Garrett Cole understand this. Everything will be on the same level playing field, everybody's playing 60 games, and it's going to be something completely different than we've ever seen before. Due to the coronavirus, as we know, we're about to see a far different season than ever. One that'll have teams sprinting for the finish line, playing the absolute best baseball they can from the first game, with the sense of urgency and importance in every single game. And yes, even in a 162-game season, of course, each game is still important, but that window of time, throughout a typical 162-game season... All of those trials and tribulations and leaps and bounds and peaks and valleys, per se, are significantly shrunk after removing 102 games, obviously, and now only playing 60. As I saw people saying on Twitter, too, and it's 100% correct, this is about to be a sprint, something the baseball season has never been. So while I definitely see the point of those saying that it's tough to take a 60-game season seriously and see the champion as 100% legitimate, I also agree with the fact that winning this year will be impressive in its own right because of all the reasons I mentioned and more as to just how different this is in comparison to anything we've seen before with baseball. We have a very interesting and uncertain journey ahead of us, and I definitely expect it to be absolutely wild, and I definitely hope that the whole season can be played in its entirety. So yeah, I agree with Garrett Cole, especially with the specific line he said that there's only going to be one coronavirus champion. It's true. I mean, who knows if we're ever going to see something like this ever again? We've surely never seen it before. It's all like something out of a movie. Who knows if it's ever going to happen again? So in that right alone, that whoever wins this year is going to be taking home a trophy in the likes that's never been seen before, Garrett's not wrong about that. And of course, I love hearing about his optimism about the Yankees' chances and just how excited he is to put the pinstripes on and finally pitch for the New York freaking Yankees. And on the subject of optimism, before we end today, (laughs) geez, these transitions are just like water flowing peacefully down a creek today, aren't they? (laughs) But nonetheless, lastly today on the subject of optimism, there was a piece of news, a statement from Yankees owner Hal Steinbrenner. Speaking of a possibility that got some fans very intrigued at its possibility, Hal did come out on Thursday, shortly after all those photos and videos that got me hyped enough for baseball, showing me Garrett Cole, Adovino, Judge, Voight, Hicks, and even more guys. But no, the excitement couldn't possibly stop there, because Hal came out also on Thursday saying that he expects fans to be back in the stands at Yankee Stadium at some point this season perhaps at about 20 to 30% capacity, with people properly distancing and wearing masks. Now, obviously, if this were to happen, I'm not sure I see it happening until around September, maybe, but the future is so uncertain these days, as we know. More uncertain than ever with most things, but... It is an interesting thought to ponder, I guess. I'm not sure I would go because I'm more than fine watching at home, and when I go to the ballpark, I'm not sure it would be a fun experience or money well spent to go there having to adhere to all of those guidelines personally. This is just my opinion. You don't have to agree with it. If you want to go to a game like that, and you can adhere to those guidelines and stay safe and have a great time, then hey, more power to you. Go and have a blast. 
All I'm saying is that you probably won't see me there, <laughs> but this news was definitely welcoming to many fans who just love to go to the games no matter what. And maybe this can happen before the season ends, but we'll just have to wait and see. But that statement from Hal Steinbrenner got a lot of people hyped up. Let me know if you think this is possible at some point this year. Let me know in the comments on YouTube or on social media, perhaps. But before we end here today, as we mentioned earlier in the show, although both the Yankees and Tanaka himself confirmed that he's okay, he's still going through concussion protocol, especially since he has a mild concussion, even if he's not showing symptoms. I'm so glad that he's okay, and I hope he continues to be all right going forward. And let's also hope that Luis Sessa and DJ LeMayhew make as quick of a recovery as possible from COVID-19. Again, they're properly isolating at home, so hopefully we can see them back out there on the field as soon as possible. They could have a bit of time ahead of them with this, considering I'm pretty sure in order to be able to return to playing after having COVID, you have to test negative negative once, then go a whole day and test negative again. So that's what DJ and Sessa have to do. And that also obviously depends on how much longer they'll have it for. So like most things today, as we said before, the future's uncertain with this from person to person if they contract the virus. That's why there's no specific amount of days for the coronavirus IL. But in any event, both the horrible accident with Tanaka and the news about DJ and Sessa testing positive for COVID were huge Yankee stories from yesterday, obviously. And I just wanted to say again that I give all three of them my best wishes, as I'm sure you do too. And now, I just hope to keep seeing photos and videos of the guys getting ready for baseball, as I've seen for days now since Thursday, and even today as I've been recording episode 54, which there is nothing better to see on my Twitter timeline and on all my social media timelines while recording my Yapping Yankees podcast than seeing a bunch of photos and videos of the Yankees at Yankee Stadium getting ready. What better sight is there to see during that? That's right, nothing. <laughs> so, oh, also, wow, I... Just saw this on Twitter. <laughs> wow. I just saw this on Twitter, guys. Listen to this. There will be televised Yankees inter-squad games at Yankee Stadium tomorrow night and Tuesday, which for those who don't know, means the Yankees will split themselves into two teams and play a game against each other, basically. Tomorrow night's pitching matchup will be Clark Schmidt against Jay Happ, and Tuesday, Garrett Cole will also reportedly be pitching. And what better practice for the Yankee offense than to face one of the game's best pitchers? You can watch these games on the Yes Network the next two nights, guys. I can't freaking wait. The game tomorrow night on Monday night will be on television at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern. Well, I know what I'm doing tomorrow night and Tuesday night. <laughs> this is amazing. I swear, I just saw this on Twitter. This just came out. So obviously, the hype continues on, guys. And I do hope to keep it going next week right here on Yapping Yankees. But as for now, that is all for episode 54 of Yapping Yankees today. One last shout out to Team Left Jab and Grunt Talks MLB. Team Left Jab features Team Left Jab Uncensored and the Team Left Jab United Radio Network. Go follow Team Left Jab on all social media platforms at Team Left Jab and check out their great sports content across anywhere that you find podcasts. Apple, Spotify, Blog Talk Radio, iHeart, you name it. Be sure to check out Team Left Jab. And our other shout out goes to Grunt Talks MLB. Visit their website, Grunt.com 
TalksMLB.com to see all of their baseball content and where they feature Yapping Yankees. Also follow the man behind the website, Darren, on Twitter at YankeeReport28. Special thanks to Grunt Talks MLB and Team Left Jab for helping spread the word every week about Yapping Yankees. Also, guys, don't forget to follow me on all social media platforms and spread the word about Yapping Yankees on there. You could find my Facebook fan page at Mike Scudero NY. You could find me on Twitter at Mike Scudero and on Instagram at Mike Scuds. 97. And of course, I also don't want to forget to tip my cap as I do every week to you, the listener. Whether you listen, give feedback on the show, vote or reply in the polls, interact with me personally about the Yankees or anything else, support me and the podcast and show love on social media, whatever it is you do to show your love and support, I tip my cap to you and remind you just how much I appreciate your believing in me every single day. Thank you, guys. I will always remind you just how awesome each and every single one of you are. Because you know something? It's the truth. But I do hope that you SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify listeners enjoyed as always, as well as you YouTubers out there, of course. Do not forget to hit that subscribe button on the Yapping Yankees YouTube channel, and also subscribe and listen to Yapping Yankees on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And while you're at it, listen back to the past Yapping Yankees episodes that you've missed. Episodes 34 up to this one, episode 54, are available on YouTube, and all Yapping Yankees episodes, including today's, are available on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Once again, thank you 3000 for listening. I'm Mike Scudero, and I will talk to you next Sunday, July 12th, when I come at you with episode 55 of Yapping Yankees. Until next Sunday, hang in there, be patient, please stay safe out there, and do look out for your loved ones. Have a good week, guys. Baseball's getting closer and closer, and in the meantime, always remember to just stay tuned to social media and keep on enjoying the Yankees training content that we will get until the day that baseball arrives for opening day on July 23rd. And that includes the televised inter-squad games tomorrow night and Tuesday night. In the meantime, though, I will talk to all of you next Sunday right here on Yapping Yankees. Take care. Take care.